how do you fight old age? <laughs> how do you fight the diseases that seem to come with old age? And unfortunately, uh, it seems acceptable. I'm going to get old, which means I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get Alzheimer's, dementia, osteoporosis, osteopenia, type 2 diabetes, ugh, coronary heart disease, and all the other things that come with age. And wouldn't it be exciting, or what if you didn't have to get all those horrible old age diseases? And the interesting thing is that we now have lots of young people who have, and I'll just use this as an example, age onset diabetes is what type 2 diabetes used to be called because you only got it as you got older and fatter, you would get type 2 diabetes. And it was called age onset diabetes. Now it's called type 2 diabetes because we've got it in young children. So I don't want that for kids. I don't want that for people. And I definitely don't want it for me as I get older. And I'm sure that you don't want it for you either. So how do we stay young and strong for long? And how do we avoid those horrible diseases? So the big one, as I shared, uh, type 2 diabetes. How do I get rid of it or prevent it, get rid of it if I've got it? Uh, osteoporosis, bone thinning disease, how do I prevent it? Get rid of it if I've got it. Osteopenia, which is your muscles wasting away. How do I build back my muscles if I've lost muscle? And how do I stop losing muscle? And then Alzheimer's and dementia, which always seem to be related to old age. I just don't want my brain to rot away, how about you? So isn't it exciting? Because I'm here in my anti-aging room, my garage. <laughs> boxing, heavy strength training, and a big area where you can skip and jump and do all sorts of huffy puffy exercise. Uh, what's that got to do with anti-aging? Well, is it possible that we only get old because we let ourselves get old? If you don't use it, you lose it, is not just some motivational or unmotivational statement. Uh, if, you, if you use it, you will not lose it. How about that? If you use it, you will not lose it. If you use it, you will not lose it, which means you've got to use all the things that are going to get old. So let's start with the brain. Is it possible that our brain rots away, we get Alzheimer's and dementia because we allow that to happen? I know that sounds pretty confrontational. But the reason I say that, it's been a driving force of mine since my father was diagnosed with uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. And I couldn't understand it. I was a young exercise professional at the time, and I was told your father's going to die because his brain's rotting away, which means the rest of his body will rot away too because your brain controls everything. And at that stage, when I asked the question, how come we can't replace brain cells? How come we, how come we can't build new brain cells? The answer was, you just can't. Now, I don't like can't as a word. I just hate it. Uh, and I would prefer, how can I? And interestingly, there were many neuroscientists, brain experts that were asking that same question at the time. How can we build back brain cells? And it seems that we can. It's called neurogenesis. And it simply is achieved by forcing your brain to overload. So if you don't want your brain to rot away, you've got to keep using it. If you don't use it, you will lose it. If you use it, you won't lose it. Yes. So all the things that keep our brain young, so learning, singing, uh, and that when I talk about singing, there's the music part of singing, but there's also remembering the words to singing, puzzles, uh, constant learning of new languages, uh, learning new patterns and kata for martial arts, learning new dance steps if you want to be a ballroom dancer, uh, making your brain work. 
But the really exciting thing, all of those things work. So laughing, learning, uh, anything to do with uh, forcing your brain to think differently. So if you learn new stuff, doesn't matter in what area, uh, your brain's going to stay younger. It won't waste away because you're using it. Ha ha. But if you get really puffed and if you lift heavy things, the neurotransmitters that force uh, your brain to think differently uh, also produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, which means whatever brain you've got at the moment, if you get puffed and if you lift heavy, and if you learn and laugh and do different things with your brain, your brain will not only stay the same as it is now, it'll actually get better. <laughs> I think that's really exciting, don't you? Not only do we not have to get old and not have to let our brain waste away, not get Alzheimer's and dementia, but we can actually get smarter and wiser and more creative and more brilliant than we are now, regardless of our age. Now, I'm a pretty old lady, and I remember thinking when I was 20 and 30 that 60 and 70 was incredibly old and I'd probably be dead by then. But now that I'm that age, I just think, well, I feel exactly the same as I did when I was 20. I'm the same size and the same weight, the same energy level. How long can I maintain this for? And what's really interesting is that every single medical professional in the world is suggesting exactly the same thing. If you use it, you won't lose it. So starting with your brain, keep your brain incredibly active. So make sure that, yes, you are learning new stuff all the time, new languages, new dance steps, new carters, new patterns, uh, new read new stuff, get new information into your brain. But most importantly, importantly keep fertilising your brain. Get puffed, lift heavy to make sure that your brain stays young. Now, the beautiful connection there, of course, is the hormonal system and the central nervous system all work together with the skeletal and muscular system, cardiovascular system, respiratory system. So if I get puffed and if I lift heavy, and only, and I'll, I'll rephrase this because we talk about exercise, but the challenge with getting old, <laughs> and I've been bombarded with this so much that as you get older, you should slow down. As you get older, you should walk instead of run. As you get older, you shouldn't jump anymore. As you get older, you shouldn't punch anymore. As you get older, you should be uh, doing less risky sports or you should stop playing your sport. Well, here's a great question. Maybe that's why we get old. <laughs> Is it possible that we that we get old because we stop playing our sport or we stop playing our sport and then we get old. Either way, why would you stop? And the beautiful thing is that there are some people in the world now, old, old people, 80, 90, 100 plus, that are still playing their sport. They're still learning new languages. They're still making love to their partner. They're still learning new dance steps. They're still playing a musical instrument. They're still learning new words to songs. Their brain's not rotting away and their body's not rotting away because all of those systems work together. Now, the beautiful thing about the uh, firing of the endocrine system, the hormonal system, and the central nervous system, which we have to use when we do fast, high-intense activity. And that's one of the challenges with when people get old, they stop jumping, stop punching, stop playing their sport. So the fast-twitch muscle fibers, the ones that allow us to do fast things, that stop us from falling over, that allow us to sprint, woohoo, that allow us to punch hard, they waste away because most people, as they get older, they slow down. <laughs> Not because they have to, they just do. It's like, oh, don't do that, Grandma, I'll do it for you. Don't do that. Don't mow the lawn anymore, Granddad. Don't play your sport anymore. You're too old. How about keep doing everything that you've always done and stay young like you always have been? Wouldn't that be awesome? Now, that endocrine system. 
when you work in the phosphate system for, for energy, which is 100% effort, which you can only do for 10 seconds. The lactate system is from 10 seconds to two minutes. And then from two minutes onwards is the aerobic system where we're now using a combination of carbohydrate and fat and we can go forever. Long, slow, boring exercise. That's how you get old. <laughs> Walking, slow exercise, get old. Well, walking, slow exercise, get old. I don't want to do that. If you want to stay young, you've got to go fast and you've got to do impact exercise and you've got to do high intensity activity in that phosphate system. And the beautiful thing about the phosphate system, it doesn't take very long. If you go as hard as you can and you jump or you do push-ups or you box or you kick, you'll get puffed really quickly. It takes about 10 seconds. But that hormonal response, that... Uh, really intense activity produces epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, which are stress drugs to allow us to go fast. If you are uh, constantly overloading that endocrine system, the hormonal system that produces epinephrine, adrenaline, particularly adrenaline, because that's the thing that allows us to do stuff that we didn't think we could do, that then produces brain-derived neurotropic factor, fertilizer for your brain. So after you've punched really hard, kicked really hard, danced really fast, jumped over things, kicked things, all the things that we do at high intensity, once we've got our breath back, then our body starts to produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for the brain. So the high intense activity to keep us young physically is also the hormonal response that keeps us young mentally. Isn't it exciting? We do not have to get old. If we use it, we will not lose it. So punching, kicking, jumping, sprinting, anything that produces high intense heart rate, high intense uh, uh, muscle activity will then keep our entire body young. Now, the big one there, osteoporosis, which is bone loss, a bone thinning disease, when you've got really strong muscles pulling on really strong bones, your bones don't get weak. Isn't that interesting? And bones don't stay strong by themselves. It's not like a pink box will fall out of the sky and say, oh, strong bones forever. If you don't maintain strong muscles, you can't maintain strong bones. You can't take a pill to keep your bones strong. There are some pharmaceutical drugs that people are given when they are diagnosed with osteoporosis, bone thinning disease. But when you read the packets on those pills, they will actually tell you, this will not stop osteoporosis, this will not cure osteoporosis, it may slow down the process a little bit. So I'm going to give you now a beautiful example. First of all, my father who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia, uh, I then began the study of how to keep the brain young. And I didn't work for my dad because my dad died. But I now know that we can get neurogenesis and we can rebuild brain cells. We can produce neuroplasticity, which changes the brain to keep it young. My mother was uh, diagnosed with advanced osteoporosis at 74 years of age. And I was embarrassed about that because I was an exercise professional. I was married to a sports scientist, a sports strength and conditioning coach. And my mother came back from the orthopedic surgeon with a bone mineral density test that said you have advanced osteoporosis. You have major bone thinning. So came and went straight into action, my wonderful husband, who said, and it's difficult because my mum wouldn't listen to me. And I often share this because my mum thought that if she was going to stay strong physically, she'd have to go to the gym 
and she didn't want to go to the gym because she didn't want to wear a g-string leotard now i know that sounds crazy but that's what that's where my mum's headspace was because i at the time was wearing a g-string leotard to go to the gym i was managing health clubs and my mother thought that to go to the gym you had to wear a g-string so i'm just adding that in there because uh, I think maybe we put a lot of barriers up for people. Active wear can be a barrier. Mirrors can be a barrier. Uh, scary equipment can be a barrier. But what happened is my beautiful husband stepped in and started doing uh, strength training with my mother that she didn't even know she was doing. So we were getting her to lift heavy buckets of sand when she was doing her gardening, and they just got progressively heavier. Uh, we organised, she wasn't living near us at the time, but we organised for an exercise professional to take her walking. But when they went walking, he would take her uphill so she'd get puffed. And obviously on the downhill, remember, up for your heart, down for your bones. Up to get puffed, and when you go down, you're putting pressure on your bones. He would stop in the park with my mum and they would start just hanging on the monkey bars. And then he would encourage her to try and lift herself up. On the monkey bars so there was my 74 year young and she was getting younger by the minute by the way uh, she was doing lifting heavy buckets of sand she was doing chin-ups in the park uh, he would get it to sit down on the bench in the park and then get back up again sit down on the bench and, and get back up again and then he would get it to sit down and jump back up again sit down and jump back up again sit down and jump back up again so she was getting pressure through her bones and muscles pulling on her bones at 80 years young, my mother goes to the orthopedic surgeon to get her update on her bone mineral density test. And here she is. Are you ready? <laughs> no osteoporosis. Gone. She had advanced osteoporosis and her next bone mineral density test, she had slight osteopenia, which most women have if they've ever dieted. Because what happens when we don't eat enough food, we have uh, a lack of nutrition, our, our bones waste away. It's one of those, again, we're, we're seeing in younger people who are inactive and who don't get good nutrition, that their bones are wasting away. That's my little old dog barking, beautiful little Brutus who's 20 years of age. Uh, we keep him really active because we don't want him to lose it. We want him to keep using it so he doesn't lose it. How about we all do that? So I now know that my father didn't need to die of Alzheimer's or dementia. He could have stayed, al stayed alive for a much longer time if we'd kept his brain alive. My mother, we took her from advanced osteoporosis to slight osteopenia. And she was boxing, she was running upstairs, running downstairs, running on soft sand on the beach, going to the, to the ocean every single day and swimming in the ocean. And everyone in my mother's family died under the age of 60. And my mother died peacefully in her sleep at 98 years young. So I'm going to share with you that wouldn't it be awesome if you could give your own family 38 extra years of life and that's what we were able to do now if I'd started earlier if I hadn't been so silly running around in g-string leotard and scaring, scaring my mother to death of the gym maybe she would have started sooner so if you don't want osteoporosis and you don't want Alzheimer's and dementia you need to lift heavy things and you need to get puffed now the third old people's disease that doesn't get talked about very often is called osteopenia which is your muscles wasting away but that's the biggest challenge out of all of those I think that's the biggest one because when your muscles waste away you can't sprint you can't jump you can't you will fall over if you trip uh, you can't put brain-derived neurotropic factor into your brain to stop your Alzheimer's and dementia because you can't sprint if your muscles have wasted away, you become a weak person who has to walk, who has to sit, who has to lie down, who becomes weak and frail. 
the, the two big biomarkers for getting old are loss of muscle and loss of strength. But if you lose muscle, you lose strength. So ultimately, there's the, the only thing that really makes us old is our, our muscles waste away. Now, the quickest way to, to waste muscles is to do nothing. <laughs> if you don't use them, you will lose them. And now we live in a society, have you noticed, where doing nothing, sitting down, has become normal. In fact, some of the top scientists in the world now, the orthopedic surgeons and the exercise physiologists, the ones that study muscle and bone, are sharing that sitting is worse than smoking. And if you sit more than three hours a day, your risk for coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, osteopenia, and Alzheimer's and dementia and most cancers goes through the roof if you sit for more than three hours a day. Because if you sit, everything wastes away really fast. And not only does it waste away, but in the sitting position, nothing works well. Your body's not designed to sit. The body, as you can see, in the upright position, we work so much more effectively. Our brain works better. We burn more calories. We just work more effectively in the upright position. So the first step to, to reducing the risk, risk of osteopenia, loss of muscle, rotten, your muscles rotten away. Yes, Brudy, I love you too. He's such a cool little pup dog. Uh, is to get off your backside. So the first one is to stand up. Obviously, you burn more calories, use more energy, and more muscles have to be used when you're in the upright position. And particularly, it's really interesting because there's a lot of people talk about ripped abdominals and tight butt cheeks, but there's not, your muscles are doing nothing in the sitting position, and the biggest use of your abdominals and your lower back muscles is to hold you in the upright position. And it's interesting because when people sit, a lot of people sit like this, where their abdominals are not working and their lower back muscles are on full stretch, and that's where we have such major challenges now with lower back pain. If I'm in the upright position with good posture, strong muscles pulling on strong bones, my abdominals and my lower back have to work really hard. So strongly suggested that we don't sit. If you want strong abdominals, strong lower back muscles, great posture, really great idea to stay in the upright position. Now, if you want to get strong muscles to hold you in the upright position, obviously you have to use them, otherwise you'll lose them. <laughs> And one of the challenges with strength training is people seem to think that you have to do it for hours and hours. Men seem to appreciate strength training a little bit more than women. And I'm being very general, but most women are not racing off to the gym to get, I don't want to get big muscles, is usually what they share with me. Uh, <laughs> all I can suggest is to please consider what happens to your body if you lose muscle. So if your muscle stops pulling on your bone because it's wasting away, and it wastes away really quickly. Uh, I'll just give you the example. If you are stuck in a hospital bed just for one week, so you're lying down for a week, when you get out of that bed after seven days, how weak do you feel? In seven days, you get muscle weakness, muscle wastage, you become weak and frail, and you have muscle wasting away in seven days. So could it be a really good idea to get out of the lying down position unless you're asleep, get out of the seated position, and then what do I need to do to overload my muscles? Because they'll waste away if I don't use them. But with strength training, it's not about doing something that you, you are already capable of doing because your body has no reason to change. If you want to get stronger, you have to overload your muscles. So that's why I call this my anti-aging room because number one, we need impact. 
So punching, boxing is awesome. Jumping, skipping, anything where you have to get your body off the ground, because that's impact. You're now forcing your bones to get stronger, forcing your muscles to pull on your bones. But if I want to get really strong, stronger muscles, stronger bones, stronger hormonal system, central nervous system, brain-derived neurotropic factor in my brain, now I have to do heavy strength training, which means I have to live stronger than I can at the moment. So whatever weight I pick, if I can do more than 10, 15, 20 of those, and if by the time I get to 20, it's obviously far too light. So if I pick up a weight and I can do it 20 times, I need to have a heavier weight. Ideally, you want to be in that phosphate system. So it's not about the numbers, how many should I do, Rowie? It's how many can I do in the shortest period of time at the heaviest weight possible. So if I pick up my weight, and these are my, I call these my, my lavender bags of joy that keep me young and strong. When I lift that and I keep lifting it over and over, I want to lift as heavy as I can. I'm going to do as many as I can. And when I think I can't do another one, I'm going to aim to do one more. Because when I do one more, I'm now telling my brain that I'm capable of doing more than I did before, which means I get that neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. So I can go... Awesome. So to overload, I've got to do more than I could do before. I need to do more than I think I can now. And every time I think I have to stop, aim to do one more. If I can do more than 20, it's far too light. I need a heavier weight. So I need to pick exercises that use as many muscles as possible at the same time. So this is my favorite. Because when you analyze what I'm doing here, nice and slow and controlled, but this is too light for me, by the way, but I'm just using it as an example. Got to keep going till you can't do any more. I'm using every muscle between my toes and my fingers, everything in between. And most importantly, all the big ones. So the legs, abdominals, lower back, upper back, chest, um, shoulders, right through to the fingers. Keep going till you can't do any more. Now I'm going to have strong muscles pulling on strong bones. <laughs> My immune system is built inside my bones. So if I want central nervous system firing, endocrine system firing, epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, then I get brain-derived neurotropic factor when I'm relaxing, serotonin, satisfaction neurotransmitter, dopamine, reward transmitter. Uh, if I'm exercising with broody, <laughs> if I'm exercising with other people, I might have oxytocin, which is another happy drug, the love drug. I'm getting all of these systems to work together to keep me young. Now, the immune system, so central nervous system, brain, endocrine hormonal system, skeletal muscular system, cardiovascular respiratory system, the immune system is built inside the bones. So as my muscles, and, as my muscles get stronger, they pull on my bones, so my bones get stronger, my immune system gets stronger, which means if a germ bug, virus or disease attacks my body, I can fight it because my immune system's strong. So all of the things that old people tend to die of, so they get an infection, they get a flu, they get a cold, people, old people die of the flu. Old people die of a cold, but it's not because they're old. It's because their body's wasted away and they can't fight. 
So if I've got strong muscles pulling on strong bones, I've got a strong immune system, which means if I pick up a germ, bug, virus or disease, I can fight it. So I'm going to stay young because the disease is not going to kill me. The flu is not going to kill me because my body can fight it. So then cardiovascular disease, heart disease, <laughs> cancer, the biggest killers in the world right now. How can I prevent those horrible diseases with my anti-aging lavender baggage jaw baggage uh, stuff of joyness I call it I just love it I look at those things and just go thank you for keeping me young and thank you for keeping me healthy when you exercise at 100% intensity so when you lift really heavy when you get puffed when you do high intense activity and when you do uh, impact activity what happens now is your body uses sugar, uses carbohydrate as an energy source. It's about at 100% effort, specifically blood sugar. Because when I produce epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol so that I can go hard, my body increases heart rate, blood pressure, blood sugar levels, blood fat levels, so I've got the energy to go hard. One of the reasons why people get coronary heart disease, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, is high blood sugar levels. When I've got high blood sugar levels, it's a big molecule and it bangs around in my arteries and causes damage to my arteries. Blood, fats, cholesterol can then stick to those cuts, grazes, potholes in my arteries and clog up my arteries. So if I have clogged arteries to my heart, I have a heart attack. If I've got clogged um, airways, uh, circulation to my brain if, if blood and oxygen can't get to my brain because everything's clogged up I have a stroke I could go blind because the, the the blood supply and oxygen supply to my eyes don't work I could lose fingers and toes amputations happen because of cardiovascular disease type 2 diabetes big sugar, sugar molecules banging around in my arteries cholesterol hooking onto those uh, those cuts and grazes and bangs in, and potholes in my arteries and then I have things that get clogged up. So if you don't want to get old, here's a great suggestion. Burn up your blood sugar. Burn up your blood fat. Don't carry extra fat around with you and your body can stay young. So cardiovascular disease, coronary heart disease, stroke and most cancers. Most, as we get older, because our body gets weaker and it wastes away and gets frail and can't fight disease anymore, the oncologists, the cancer experts are now sharing with us that if you don't want to get cancer, make sure you're really fit, make sure you're really strong. Make sure your muscles are strong, pulling on strong bones, creating a strong immune system, and then whatever attacks you, you can fight it. You, you won't get clogged arteries because when you exercise really hard, when you get puffed, when you do impact high intense exercise, when you lift heavy, you get rid of blood sugar really quickly because it's the energy source that your body uses. Your body doesn't have a chance to turn blood sugar into excess or excess carbohydrate into fat because you've burnt it up. So you become a, and I love, I just love rattling these off. When you're fit and strong, you turn your body into a calorie burning, food burning, fat burning machine. Brudy's agreeing with me. You turn your body into a happy drug pumping machine. You turn your body into a germ bug virus disease fighting machine. You turn your body into a high performance machine and you stay that way for the rest of your life. 
So if you don't want to get old, <laughs> if you want to stay young and strong for long, you have to get fit, get puffed. But to do that, you have to be strong. You can't skip hard, you can't jump hard, you can't punch hard, you can't kick hard if you've got weak muscles. So you've got to keep your muscles strong. So from my heart to yours, from my healthy heart to what I hope is your healthy heart, from my strong muscles and bones to your strong muscles and bones. And it's interesting because I'm an old lady now and I love it. <laughs> uh, the, the, I know a lot of people exercise to have ripped abdominals and tight butt cheeks and be able to wear a bikini. For me, it's being able to be an old person and still do all the things that I could do when I was 20. I love punching, I love kicking, I love jumping, I love lifting heavy things which then allows me to be able to run with my dogs, run up hills and mountains with my puppy dogs. It allows me to have a stack of energy all day long. And I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. The South Island of New Zealand has walking tracks, hiking tracks, mountains, and I want to be able to do all of that forever. And as I always share, wouldn't it be awesome that we live every day with passion and enthusiasm and excitement and energy, and then one day we have a great day where we have a, a sprint session, we have a boxing session, we have a dancing session, we lift heavy things, we eat yummy food, we go to sleep and we die peacefully in our sleep. And may that be at 120, 130, 140. So barring accident, that's my goal. How about you? Woohoo!